Welcome to Wax Huffle, episode 113. I'm your host, Waxer, as always, with my co-host, Ads. Producer Keith with us here in uh, in spirit, technically. I don't know if he's uh, his attention is going to be all here because he's currently watching the 2023 Streamer Awards hosted by, uh, who, is she, who is she again? Cutie Cinderella and Valkyrie. Keith, how's the awards been so far? Can you talk to us for a little bit before this comes back from break? I mean, the awards haven't been anything so far. It's just been a red carpet pre-show. Oh, they haven't actually awarded it. This this started at like two hours ago. Have did they have they been started, running a two hour pre-show? Started forty minutes ago. Oh, okay. maybe my perception of time is not good. No, it started longer than that. It did. It, it started two and a half hours yeah. ago. Yeah, it's like an entire e production. You know, they do the red carpet. They interview everyone coming in. Like the pre-show is probably to some people more interesting than the awards because like who who the fuck cares about who wins? No, I don't care about any of these people. I just want to see the, who wins. Wait, uh, well, wait, I, I thought you were watching this because you're a big uh, Cutie Cinderella fan. Yeah, but she she wasn't on the pre-show. Oh, she's hosting oh. the main show. Uh, did she like? Uh, she hired it out to uh, Ludwig and uh, Hassan. Yeah, wait, there's like she, several Cutie streamers. Cinderella's the one that was on League on the League. Yeah, yeah. what is she League doing? Fan. She streamer. Yeah, she's a streamer. Yes, she like does streamers. Like normally, she'll she does like some variety gaming, just chatting, baking streams, um, and then uh, she does she puts together like events and stuff like that to bring streamers together. How does that work? Does she have a production company, or is she like? Uh, I have no idea how how this kind of stuff works, right? But th- um, did she like start her own company? Did she start for, her own company for the like events? That? She just does it herself, basically, her and her assistant. Um, but for production, she doesn't have a production company, but there are other streamers who like made a production company and she just hires them to handle production. Okay. So she's like the client. She goes out there, hires the company and like they make the show for her. Yeah. Which... They're in charge of that, like the actual broadcast itself, but all like the planning and invites and everything else. That's just her. All right. I can't believe this shit makes money, but uh, well, actually, you know what? I can believe it. Well, it doesn't. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is this? Is this just like uh, she's just doing this for her pals? Um, basically, she started streaming to make friends. Um, yeah. So she likes she... to make events that bring streamers together. Wow, so so she she spends money to make people pretend to like her. Sounds sounds. I don't know like if she's. Podcast. I don't think she loses money doing these because she does get like her sponsors. Uh, but I don't think she makes money. All right, but you know, again, as someone who's done 113 episodes of this podcast, I can sort of understand her motivations now. It's not necessarily the best use of your time, but you know, but sometimes you just want people to pretend to talk to you. Plus, she's exactly. dating Ludwig, and he's a multimillionaire, so. Nice, nice. Oh, she I didn't know really that. She doesn't really need the money. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know she was dating him. Yeah. I don't know how this like reality uh, scene, reality esque scene of the streamer world works, where it's all it's all incestuous, right? Uh, yes. Just like any, I mean, not in that way, right? but yes. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of like Hollywood in terms of like it's hard for like people inside Hollywood to date out of it because it's such like a weird and unique scene. It's hard for them to like date like a normie, right? I don't. I don't think most streamers like 
are dating other streamers. Like it, it does happen, but I, I feel like for the most part, it's not like a like I feel like streamers hook up with other streamers, but streamers don't really like date other streamers. Well, I was gonna compare it a little bit to Hollywood and athletics because I was gonna say in Hollywood, it doesn't seem like anyone in Hollywood uh, dates out of the industry because I don't know stuff. But I, I, if you look at athletes, at least it does seem like they manage to find ways to like see relatively normal people who aren't in like, completely absorbed by the industry. So I don't know. Maybe that's a different industry by industry thing. Yeah, I mean it's probably. I mean athletes also like there's a lot of athletes that are like still with the same person they met in school and stuff like that, at least for a few years. And then maybe it, they break it off and get True, with somebody yeah. famous or something like that. Or maybe athlete or maybe athletics is the sphere where it's most accepted to just have like relationships on the side or have like quasi open relationships compared to Hollywood. And thus yeah. they can maintain these like uh, marriages to random people. They have, there's like way more connections on Hollywood though. So like, it, it's there's a lot of like uh actors dating actors and stuff like that but i feel like a lot of people are also like like when it comes to like marriage and stuff there's like a lot of people that are like married to like tangential professions like agents and right. marketing execs and stuff like that that's yeah that's true but i, I consider agents and producers to be in the industry i, I didn't necessarily yeah. mean like talent talent like if uh, I guess it would be really weird though in, in this modern how weird that is in terms of like uh, an actress dating an agent. Like imagine if like a top one hundred streamer was dating a Twitch executive. Everyone would say that's the fucked up shit, right? Okay, well you don't date your own agent. No, no, no. I'm just, but I'm just saying, like if you were, if you were like a Twitch streamer and you were dating like a Twitch executive, that would be people would think that's weird. And doesn't it happen? Like people have like dated like. Have married people they've like worked for in the industry, haven't they? In, in um, Hollywood, yeah. yeah, like an actress dates the uh, dates or marries the director happens really often. I just think in Hollywood, it's, it's so fucked up. Hollywood, it's so fucked up that we're very much um, just uh, numb to how weird it is in any other industry. We just accept that that's just like you know what is it? It's Sodom and Gomorrah, right? It's just that it's none none of our standard ethics go there. I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily agree with it because people like still get upset about uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and the fact that, that is. he was the I don't know what role would you know him from? He was the main character in Kick Ass. Hmm. Um, he was in he was Quicksilver in the MCU. I think that was that was that him. I think that was him. All right, what do you do? He's, uh, he's he was like, he's married to a much older woman who was uh, a director on one of the movies when he was like 16 or 17 or something like that. They're like married with two kids or something like that. Everybody right. like levies grooming allegations at her. I feel yeah, like uh, you say everyone people are so mad at her. The fact I've never heard of this, I think it starts to demonstrate the point that no one actually gives a shit about what people do in Hollywood. I think Jennifer it just levies. It Married speaks dating. to the fact that you don't pay attention because I've talked about this numerous times before. Also, that too. Yeah, Wax doesn't listen. I don't listen either. So I don't know. Just I don't care. To be honest. All right. Wait. Who were, were you going to talk about? Jennifer Lawrence is like. Is she Jennifer Lawrence also? and her director is she dating her director? 
Okay, so yeah, that's just. Oh really? Shit, I didn't didn't know that. In any case, I'm just saying this shit seems to happen all the time, and because it's Hollywood, we give it a weird pass, and like, I don't know. So maybe that means the streaming audience. Of course, you give it a weird pass if you just don't pay attention to it. I mean, this is here. Here, I feel like so. Doesn't that happen in the real world as well? Like, how many people date or marry somebody who's like technically their boss at work? Right. Well, yeah, because I, I actually did see like a Twitter thread lately in academia where people were talking about the number of like fucked up, like, um, what is it? Advisor plus PhD student relationships, whatever, you know, you know that kind of thing. So that, that's that's apparently yeah. very rife in academia. Well, no, I, I was bringing it up to say that th- that's sort of like those are old industries. And I'm sort of saying maybe I was positing that streaming is because it's so populated by younger people the societal pressures in that industry that prevent that thing from happening. Like, I don't think you could, I don't think anyone could get away with it without like serious like repercussions because that's just like, you know, it's the mores of younger people are different from that. Those of older people. So I don't know. I think my point uh, is that really- streamers are too busy using their clout to rape and sexually assault their fans. Look, there's other fucked up shit going on, but, um, but but the other kind of like, whatever. They're not really trying I, to like get in relationships and uh weird power dynamics with other streamers and agents and stuff like that when they could prey on uh kids. I, I wasn't saying that streaming was more uh ethical on balance. I was just saying that this particular facet. No, I'm, it, I'm just saying like. Would they do it if they didn't have other avenues where they could be rapists and pedophiles? Probably. Yeah. I was but, also you know, thinking it's of... more appealing to the streamer brain uh, to manipulate your underage fans into sending you nudes. I guess like the more cynical take would be like uh, an executive at YouTube or Twitch would be like, "Why would I mess around with these weirdos?" Yeah, they can also go after the kids. Exactly. The the, uh, the execs at Twitch and YouTube are like, like, why would I like mess around with these like these uh, these morons who are getting into trouble every day? All right. All right. Well, that's our uh, stream topic. I guess we're gonna lose Keith for the rest of the, the rest of the night because. Um, well, like, then again, he said he does. You said you don't care. You're just tangentially watching to support Cuties uh, and Nerola, right? Uh, there's a couple of awards that I care about, but for the most part, I'm yeah, I'm just watching right. it because it's a cutie event. I don't really care about. I like how the uh, the trophy is a Pepe the Frog. Yeah, what they're actually to the like Pepe real discourse? trophies this year. Last year they were just 3D printed, cheap things glued together. Can I ask? Because uh, uh, I'll, I'll ask overly online, Keith. Well, I'm overly online too, but some, sometimes uh, we are overly online in different ways. What happened to the Pepe discourse? I remember like a couple of five years ago or four years ago, people were actually trying to like uh, get go, go against it as a symbol. But I guess that's completely passed now. It's been reclaimed by the nerds as it should be. Yeah, um, It's been totally reclaimed. I don't believe Pepe discourse is real. Same. Hey, it's real in the media, man. And the, 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 the reason the media isn't real. Yes. Media isn't real. True. Well, uh, a, I don't. I mean, a, I don't know. There was like a thing for like a week, and then like nobody cared because it doesn't matter. It was like it's three stupid. people pushing for it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying like there was. A, I felt like, like there was a period where people were like looking for alt right symbols everywhere. What, what was that thing with like the hand symbol, like the OK thing, and people were like, oh, oh just people, yeah. you're, 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 you're a Nazi is... or some crap. 
Yeah, yeah. Six 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 also. It's the devil's number. I mean that's been there around forever. I, I remember watching videos on like how you know what do you call it? Mm-hmm. John Cena is a devil worshiper. Yeah, because he does the okay signs. Yeah, that's too. true, regardless of the hand sign. Yeah, yeah, true. Wait, I thought I thought the hand sign was for like specifically for like white supremacy or some shit like that. Was it? Was it devil worship? I can't Before that, yeah, it was do the do the the hand sign. It's three sixes. It's three sixes. Yeah, oh, they're overlaid on top of each other. Oh, that's oh that that that's kind of metal. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I remember uh, I did um I did the uh the, the you know the rock you know the rock like fingers together symbol once in a family photo. I don't know why I did it, yeah. but I just did you it. You get the beating of your life. And then my dad just like yelled at me for like an hour. And Wait, took away took away my phone. Yeah. Oh, you you did the devil horns? Yeah, I did the devil horns. And then my dad yelled at me and took away my phone. All right. Uh, like how, how old were you? How old were you then? I was in eighth grade, so what was I like fourteen? Ah, uh, okay. I I, I told the story right about how I used to listen to Eminem in the car with my mom, but we could only listen to like three songs on the album because the others had too many swear words. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gonna have to retread. This this randomly reminds me of like I used to listen to Rage Against the Machine, and like I think my mom didn't understand any of the words, so it was nice. it was kind of okay. Yeah, exactly. It's even if she understood, I feel like the, the allegories would have like gone over her head. And I don't think she would have been against them, but like, it would have been like, "What's what's this weird music?" But in any case, all right. Uh, let's can't okay, wait. All right, yeah, so how 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 are how are you doing? I should we should get the actual podcast. I, I've been sick. I've been sick. This is probably like the first day where I felt like close to one hundred percent. And I haven't been sick in like probably three four years right like i haven't actually been sick for a couple of years like i've had Dude, my yeah, COVID, usual... like yeah, yeah COVID like last month man no, no no as far as i know i never tested positive for COVID, but it's highly likely i was just asymptomatic so i just stayed at home um uh, but yeah. i never had any symptoms so i was at the very least asymptomatic but this is the first mm-hmm. time i've ever been actually sick for like pre-covid probably man being yeah. sick sucks yeah your your glory days of being young are over now it's all fucking down here downhill from here yeah, sometimes I drink a bit and I just feel it in the morning. It's like really bad. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was sick. Before that, I did... I did. I, I say concert, but it was more like a live of an artist nobody heard of in Japan or nobody likes. Um, and I think him and the bar owner were incredulous that I drove one and a half hours to see him. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was like in a tiny bar, like seats, maybe 12 people crushed together. 12 people, right? And there's like a little corner where there's a couple of instruments. And that's like it was just him. There was a there was a pre there was a band before him that played. Um, could you um, could you like just for the sake of uh whatever anyone else wants to look this up? What's the name of the artist? The name of the artist. I I've recommended him a bunch of times. Boys Age. I recommended him last week. Boys okay, Age okay, is the cool. artist. He's right. on the Wax House Full so, playlist. So how big are they in Japan? Even in Japan, it's a tiny act that can only play at he's like a bar. He's way bigger in the West. He, he's way bigger in the West than he's in Japan. Really, but he's never toured yeah. the West. No. How do you know? Is how it, do you know he's big in the West? Just in terms of like YouTube views and streaming numbers, you just, know that. Just he's like big. the people that like respond to him on thing. Like here, I'll, I'll if you go to Spotify, right? Spotify mm-hmm. lists like where the monthly yeah. listens come from. 
Most monthly mm-hmm. listens come from LA, Chicago, London, New York, Brooklyn. Okay. But but again, it's that's like this is all relative because their uh, most uh, listened to songs get are like what on YouTube like forty thousand views. So we are yeah, still talking not... about like a, so so we're yeah. talking about a band that's t- that's still tiny. If if we want about an ultimate sense, yeah. How do but you like, even learn he... about these kind of fucking small tiny ass bands then? I, I don't know how I found them. Um... These this is like about the size, uh, slightly bigger than the bands I go see in Brooklyn that never survive to do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I, found him. I can't remember um mm-hmm. but yeah like if, if you look at another artist that's quite big i i think this artist to be honest is probably bigger in japan in america than they are in japan um mm-hmm. they still have most of their listeners in tokyo umeda otemae shiroda chiyoda osaka like even her she, she she still has most of her listens in japan yeah. um but like when i went to watch her live like it was like 30 people at the live right but she does lives mm-hmm. in america for like 300 400 people so so you got to go to this uh tiny this tiny artist in Japan who has no yeah. fans in Japan but, but more overseas and you actually just got to talk to them because they're so small in Japan that you can just walk up and say hey big fan from Australia. Yeah, we we, we talked for a bit as well, yeah. Cool. So they were, they were shocked. what how did what did you think of it? You said they were very shocked. I, I think he was very shy like shocked yeah. Not really used to people talking to him after I think. I mean like he he does maybe a live every 3 months, right? And I think he does it for like friends, like friends that he knows, like friends bars. Pretty sure that's how it works. Um, but yeah, it was cool. We we chatted for a bit, got a photo, got a signature. And oh, it was great. That's a lot of fun. That's that's very uh very fucking hipster of you, but uh, I don't know. I guess it was worth it. Yeah, I've got a list of all the artists I want to see live in Japan. Some of them are like basically impossible because the bands are like low key hiatus, but like not listed. And then some are like more difficult because oh, I should have went and saw her live. Um, because the artist is like eighty years old and does like one live a year. Um, yeah. Or like the other one is uh, she, she's like a super hipster artist. She does only lives in like on location in like Japanese gardens and stuff. She doesn't oh, even do God. real lives to like twenty people. So it costs, I, like, I feel I feel like this kind of I feel like these kind of stories you should write them in a blog and just send them to Pitchfork and get hired and just fulfill your dream of being a Pitchfork uh, correspondent. Like, do I really want to be Pitchfork correspondent? Do we do we want to get into Pitchfork being absolute fucking garbage? I mean, I I know you like to complain about them, but at the same time, you see they're the only reference you go to in terms of like music criticism. So no, I I listen to a I read a few, but. I read Sputnik Media as well, whatever it's called. Oh, well, in any case, I, I feel like you start writing your blog and then get it get it uh, posted in some sort of like whatever, some appropriately hippie ass uh, music publication of your choice. No, maybe. I, I feel like maybe. I feel like this is a uh, I don't know. This is an opportunity. I feel like there's the people who would appreciate this, not not just you. People who are uh, who are similarly uh, as uh, snooty. Pretentious, yeah, pretentious, pretentious as, as yeah. you are. Yeah, there's a lot of pretentious music fans out there, and and you can you can be their eyes and ears on the ground. Uh, I'll, I'll work on it. Make sure to make sure to talk about why. Well, the thing is, like, the, I guess the problem is you're not from America, so you can't like compare it to America and say this is why this like Japan's better than America. Although you just pretend, just, just pretend you're American, and then you lived in LA for like 15 years, like and no yeah, one I'll knows. Just say I'm from LA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one has to hear your voice, right? Yeah. 
Um, right. But yeah, I was, I was so angry at Pitchfork today. Anyways, um, it was great. Mm-hmm. We also we went around the place around there. Man, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna say it for the record. Kyoto overrated. Uh, Kyoto is overrated you, as fuck. Did you see um, what is it? What's the famous thing in Kyoto? There's that one castle or temple. Castle temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The golden That's one. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you go there. I'm telling you, you're like fucking sheep in a, a sheep like cattle in a fucking bullpen. What do you want to call it? Like. There, there are ridiculous amount of people. You, all you do is like walk around people. You take like a couple photos as you walk around and you leave. Like that's it. There's nothing to do there. Yeah, but the rabble can't like uh, you know ruin the preservation of this uh, temple, castle, whatever. Is, is, is uh, it a, is it a temple, castle? Temple. Okay. Um, okay. But like, but, but like, I'm saying like the temples in Kyoto are nice, but like there are similar temple temples around Japan, um, and they're just they're just like not as crowded, and you can actually enjoy the place. The only Temples I enjoyed in Kyoto were the ones where I got there, like the minute it opened, for, and like for the first hour, there's only like four people in there, and then like people mm-hmm. get it's ridiculous. I don't know, man. And so the reason right. I say that is because I went to a bamboo forest, and one of the most famous places in Kyoto is also a bamboo forest. Um, right. and I don't know, there were like barely any people there. It was just like calm, cool, collected. I feel like the more I live in like Inaka and like out out there in the middle of J- nowhere in Japan. The less I can handle, like cities. Oh, interesting! You're, you're becoming well. I guess you're all you're never a city boy in the first place, so yeah, I guess that but, makes sense. Yeah, like I feel like after a day or two in Tokyo, I'm just like overstimulated. Did you? Um, cause you said you're in Kyoto, so this this reminds me of a meme that's been going around the Korean internet lately. Apparently, there's like a thing where like uh, the people from Kyoto they're very passive aggressive, and that's like a stereotype. I don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, that, that was red. Kyoto okay, so have like was... a very yeah, like they'll never, they're never straight to your face. Like it's everything they say is like a veiled message. It's like a passive aggressive dig. I, I think in Japan, Kansai has like a very have has a very unique culture. Like the whole of Kansai, like you know, people say in Osaka, Osaka people are more like open and out there. Um, yeah, and Kyoto, Kyoto are like very prim and proper. You can mm-hmm. never have fun with a Kyoto. You just know straight away. Like, I don't know. I I feel like there's more of that than there is for any other, any other place. Kansai is like the place where you see that, like the stereotypes. All right. Well, in any case, good good trip. I guess is is that is that uh, you want you yeah, wrap up good the trip? Yeah, trip. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I honestly I haven't gone to as many concerts as I wanted to lately. Um, but I'm gonna start going to more. Gonna, uh, man, the reason why is honestly mm-hmm. because I, I I stopped looking at Twitter every day. Wait, oh, so you don't you don't know what's going on? So I don't know when the bands are playing because I don't look at my Twitter every day. Why do you start looking at Twitter every day? Why would you? Use, why would you? Because it's fucking garbage, like man. It's fucking garbage. What are you even looking at? Are you thinking, are you thinking for like music takes that aren't their own? No, I, I literally only follow um. Musicians like, or what? Yeah, I only follow Japanese bands on this Twitter account. But why is it crap then? Like, I've been just then look for the Twitter is crap. It's it, it's this is it's, fine, it, but like, it's, so your, I, it's I, your fault. For, it's your fault for getting sucked into the shit you don't like. If you just if you just learn how to use it for what you needed, it wouldn't be a problem. This is a you problem, not a Twitter problem. All right, stop trying to gaslight me, like Keith. It's a gaslighting. You you can't call everything that you dislike gaslighting, man. It's very very Gen Z of you to try that, but that's just not how it works. 
I'm, I'm just saying. So, so the reason was, first of all, I had like there was a pro- I, I could fix this easily, but it's it's the principle, right? Um, was Twitter just kept spamming me with push notifications, just spamming me with a random push notification about anything and everything, and it never yeah, used to do that. Turn, turn them off, man. But but here's the thing: I didn't have to do that before. So there was a, there was a specific choice from Twitter to just being fuckwits. And then the other thing is the whole like, oh, somebody you follow, like uh, somebody you follow follows this person. And every time I open Twitter, it's just like Elon Musk is at the top every single time. I don't want to see this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I don't even believe that he's, well, I believe that he's like boosting himself because they say he is. But even without himself, like, you know, ordering the programmers to send his tweets to the top. Everyone like I know just loves complaining about him. I I hate that Elon Musk meta discourse. Yeah, he's an asshole. Who, who the fuck cares? But like, I just don't need like uh, to see everyone making the same bad joke about him like at the same time. Like, I I just don't need that crap. Yep. So basically, Elon, yeah. Elon Musk bad. The people I know on Twitter are worse. The people are the problem, of course, not the billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were we gonna say? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're 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 fault for using Twitter wrong. Anyway, let's let's move on. Alright, uh, what, what do you want to start? What do you want to start with today? What which, which topic do you want to start with? Do you want to keep being sad and talk about United? Alright, yeah. So let's, let's talk about um, something that happened. So th- th- this match happened during uh, happened over the weekend, right? While you were watching the concert, it was Monday. No, it was Monday morning, uh, my right. time. But oh, by the way, how, how do you keep up with Premier League now that you're in Japan? Like, are you able to at all? Like, how does that work? Um, usually me and my friends watch it over Discord, the earlier but, games. But the ones on the weekends, that, that, what, the ones yeah. that you can watch on the weekends. Okay. All right. So, so you do keep um, up with the, the Saturday, the Saturday, uh, whatever, the ones that are like on a on good time for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit easier actually to watch them in Japan because in Australia, like the first games would start at like midnight, but here they start at like 10 PM. All right. So. Anyway, so just to recap on what happened. Manchester United was having a surprisingly okay season, right? They were like in the top three. I forget, I forget what it was. So they still are in the top three, yeah. Yeah, they were having like despite like all the crap we throw at them for being terrible and all that stuff, they were still having somehow they stumbled into an okayish season so far. And then they get absolutely destroyed by Liverpool at Anfield. Zero seven. And uh, I only know the scoreline, but I also hear that just like the nature of the loss and the conduct of the players was bad. Could you like elaborate? It like, it apparently it was it felt worse than even though seven. Like honestly, he, I don't think so because if you look at the okay. stats, Liverpool had eight shots on target. They scored seven of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that almost God, never happens, right? Yeah, yeah. They, what, what, what's that new? Uh, what's that new stat that people use? The expected goal value. What's it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like they had a high XG, yeah, XG. I know that, yeah, I know that new stack came around and let's uh, football fans cope all the time about, oh, it's all fucking lucky because like our XG was this and it was that, and, you know, and but that should just teach uh, football fans that their sports kind of garbage. But anyway, that's another story. But but you're saying yeah. that you're saying that the in terms of the play quality, it's it wasn't the 07 loss the, quality. The XG of Liverpool mm-hmm. was two point zero nine versus zero point four eight for United. Okay, so you sh- you should have lost, but it should you shouldn't have lost like that badly. Yeah. Okay. Um. Like, like the the fact that out of eight shots on target, seven of them were on target, like goals, is insane. Like that almost never happens. The other thing was 
like at half time it was one nil. The game was quite close. Game was quite close, and then it just felt like everything went wrong, and the players just just dropped. Like they just like gave up, mm. which yeah. was the worst part. And well, that's I don't what know, that, well that that happens in like football routes, right? It's like uh, once you're down three o four o, one side gives up once, and other side you know. But the the difference is, I guess in this case, Liverpool. Because usually what happens is if you're if you're winning four o, you you let up, right? Yeah, you don't. But in the Premier. But but in the Premier League, if it's like Liverpool versus United at Anfield, they're going to push for more goals. So. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. I don't know. I, I thought the game wasn't as bad. Like some of those goals were just like shoot, deflect. Cut. Everything went right for Liverpool, and everything went wrong for Manchester United. Does that mean we yeah. should have won, or like it should have it should have been like one nil? Like no, not really. Like some of those are just like no effort from players. All right. But yeah. That's that's pretty okay. All right, so I, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I kind of wanted you, you you to do the entire doom gloom. The season over, fire everyone. Burn I, I don't think the season's thing. over. I don't think the season's over. <clears throat> what I do think is, I don't think the team's as good as people think they are. I think we're very lucky yeah. that like Liverpool and Chelsea, Liverpool in particular, have had an awful season. Chelsea as well, but not as much. Um, but you're, like you're you're very burned all down even just a year ago. I don't know. I don't. Somehow things seem to be better now. I mean, the the things that seem to be better is we got a midfielder who can actually mm-hmm. play the game until yeah. last week. Um, and we got well, we already had that defender. Um, and he just happens to be healthy this year instead of injured every fucking game like last year. So that helps. And the, actually, we got two defenders now that I can actually play. One that we got this year, one that we're and the, what we're use, missing is a striker. You can, you can use your names, man. It's 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 it, us. Me not knowing what the fuck you're talking about doesn't change change whether you use oh. your names or not. Martinez, uh, like Martinez and Varane Ma- for the Ma- defense. Martinez is that how you say it? You don't say Martinez. I'm I don't even know which one is more uh, correct. Am I being an American? I don't know. It probably is Martinez. Yeah, I was going to say Alexander Martinez. Anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that's that's you. That's that's not even an Australian thing. That's a you thing. No, that's how they say on the cast. Martinez. The EPL, yeah, probably. Okay, where is he from? You know, you know, names can be pronounced differently, right? Like, I know, but like, where's he from? I mean, though. I mean, it's just like the EPL has. He's from Argentina. Right. The EPL just okay. has like a, a lot less influence from Spain than America. Would, that's, so that's, I feel that's like true. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't know how they speak Spanish, Spanish in Argentina. Spain. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they speak it, Spanish it, in Argentina. So. It, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're probably right. But the point, point is, Varane, Martinez, or Martinez, and um, mm-hmm. Casemiro as well have been the big changing factors of us. Uh, and obviously the coaching helps. Like The coaching has gotten a lot better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but like the, and the fact that Rashford's playing so well right now. But again... Like Rashford is not a striker. We still need a striker. Yeah. That's what we're missing. I mean, like Martial's done a good job when he's been in fit, but the guy is so fucking paper, made out of paper mache. So, all right, let's let's get to the actual uh, the topic, just to, so to speak, that I want to talk about. So apparently, after they got fucking crushed by Liverpool, uh, how do you say this guy's name? Ten Hag. I don't know. Ten Hag. I have no idea. Ten Hag. Ten Hag. Where's he from? Where's he from? Where's he from? Netherlands. Ten Hag. Oh, Where's that's 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 that. Dutch, Dutch. That does yeah, sound Dutch, like a Netherlands. All right, all right. So, so manager Ten Hag, uh, he is very displeased with the loss. So uh, he decided to do one of those, um, many one of those. 
I feel like there's a long lineage of these infamous what the coach did to the team after a bad loss to like punish them or like make them feel bad. But in this case, apparently, he got all the guys in the locker room and made them listen to the goal celebrations of uh, yeah. the Liverpool goals on, re- on repeat or whatever, mm-hmm. just to like drive the point home. Uh, Ads, what do you think about it when you heard this news? What was your reaction? I think it's good, but things like that only work very like they, they can only work once or twice right okay like eventually... my question well you asked me right i'm like I, my question was gonna be does this shit work ever yeah it does it does so mm-hmm. so let's, let's go back to some other stories like uh well there's like some very famous like uh Mourinho and um alex ferguson stories i feel like that are along those lines like i forget mm-hmm. the exact details it works but in? only if the if the coach can um get command enough respect so well, can, you, pl- can you bring up some, some can you bring up some Fergie or Marino examples? Uh, you... off the top of my head, I can't. But hmm. well, I was just asking in the sense that, like, you know how like, in sports media it's always portrayed as, hey, the coach gives like uh, an impassioned speech. Maybe it's to rally the troops on, or maybe it's to like, you know, it could be it could be the message can be positive or negative. But you know, the the point is that in sports movies. We're like led to believe that the coach can do something that can emotionally change the direction of the team, right? And I'm, I've, I'll, as someone who has not played like sports at any kind of competitive level, I've, I'm, I've always been skeptical about whether this, this is real or not. As, uh, I mean, you, you've played sports at like a, at a fighting level, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think you've played at like a, at a professional level. Like, what, what's your take on this? On what? On the. Uh reaction the the effectiveness of like a coach or like a player to act to actually change things in a real meaningful way with like you know this kind of speech or this kind of stunt uh it, it works like i said as long as the coach has respect um it works but it only works once or twice in a season uh there's the old adage of like you can belt like you can like yell at your players at halftime in a game mm-hmm. but you can only do that once it only ever work once because if you do it, if you're losing every fucking week and you're doing it every week, it's just not gonna have the same impact. Um, right. And it also matters like how much these players want to like. At the the worst part of that like was okay. Arsenal did end up winning that game, but you know I think somebody made the point right how like the night like twenty five hours before Arsenal were two 0 down going into the eightieth minute. Um, you know City had been dropping points. There was a chance like. If Manchester United kept winning games, that it, it was it was an outside chance, but it was a chance that they could like make a make a you know a title run, make it interesting, right? Um, had you know had Arsenal lost that game um, before that, then you know Arsenal would be on sixty points, United would be on fifty two points, and United would also have a point in a uh, game in hand. Okay. Obviously, things didn't turn out that way, um, and yeah, like I think I think United like felt. The pressure was not just from like losing to to Liverpool. I think what the players started to realize was the season was over. Like they're not making a title charge now, mm. and I think that played on the players' minds. And um, should it have? I don't think so, but it did. And in terms of like stuff like that, I mean, you you hear you hear of the best coaches, right? Um, yeah. The best coaches are, are not just the best tactical coaches. Like nobody ever said like. Um, Ferguson was ever like the most tactically proficient coach uh, in the EPL. Right. If, if if you would say that, people would say Arsene Wenger is the tactical-minded right. coach, right? But for for some reason or another, Ferguson was able to make not only his best players 
play play at their best, but like he's like average players. He's like middle of the range players who don't have them right. necessarily have the most talent um, play their best. And it's not like Ferguson never got smashed, you know, like for the first couple of years, Ferguson's team wasn't doing very well. There was the 6-1 loss to City in his career as well. Like it's happened. And I, I think it's it, it's telling how a coach reacts to that. Hmm. I feel like also, this is one of those things. No, I feel like this is one of those things where um, just like the locker room being so veiled and secretive, it sort of like makes it impossible for regular fans to know what's going on. I mean, Ten Hag is very open. But but so, like I mean, for example, let me just go back to American sports. I feel like there was a long time where people just sort of like accepted the sports movie narrative. You know, a coach can like rally a team with like a great speech and you know making them you know inspire them to a victory. And then I feel like in recent years, as uh, you know, social media and like how sports journalism has changed, has become much more open in like NFL and NBA locker rooms. It's sort of like sort of dispelled the idea that the coach can like change something like inside a game with their speech. Like the coaches, like their soft skills or people skills is definitely important in terms of like the larger season, you know, you know, like, you know, making sure people are kissing hard, you know, they have discipline are committed to the team like in a very larger managerial sense. It still matters. But like the idea that like a coach can use their words, use these like emotional skills to affect the game in the short term, that seems to have been like dispelled a lot by at least what the sports reporting has been in recent years in the States. Whereas I feel I, like in, I think the average in soccer, that's true. But I feel like in soccer, that's different. Like I feel like, in, but I don't know if that's like a, it's a difference in American journalism and European journalism. Cause I feel like European journalism like loves to write the story of it. And I feel like you couldn't write that story in America anymore. Like really? if you wrote, I just feel like you can, I, I feel like I haven't read that story I, in forever. I don't know. Again, I, I don't follow American sports that closely, but do you think there's any like character coaches in the in the US? Like yes, there's a few. There's yeah. there's a couple. There's a couple of coaches who are like, who, when people talk about like their abilities and like they're rating them, like why is this guy hired when he's such a terrible like, um, you know, not the most tactically astute guy? People will say, hey, he's a he's a a players coach, someone who gets who you could connect to the players. What, and like, what, you know, what they, I mean, what I mean by that is there someone like Mourinho. Um, in, in what sense? Like just out, out out there, like with the media, like talks a lot. Um, he's not afraid to you know like make statements stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that that, that probably would have been like Phil Jackson back in the day, who was famous for using the media. Does it exist anymore? I don't think there's anyone right now who could be like who yeah who you would put on the Mourinho level of like just being his own show like that. It's yeah, just, like it's, it's pretty. It's pretty frowned upon in uh, American sports now. That's what I mean. Like, there's Mourinho, even even players, even Klopp, even um, what's his name? The oh, my brain, Man City's coach, mm-hmm. Pep Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Even them, like, yeah. like, they will talk to the media in like ways that I I don't regularly see in, in American sports, at least in like my outside view. Uh, I I think that helps, you know. And I I, I think mean, yeah. I think mm-hmm. in the in the EPL as well, the the statement of manager. Like he's not just the coach; he's the manager. Right, changes things as well. What do you think of that? Like, like the fact that the coach is, like, how how much do coaches get a say in 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 um, American sports? I feel like it's less than in soccer. I, I I think that's a little bit of like um just a title conflation. Like you know, like in America, the head coach there's a lot of overlap with what with what the manager does in soccer. I think there's a lot of like a a, a little. Like 
so so Osaka right now does does the um the manager actually like go deep into the finances of the team and try to like you know work out all the deals himself like in a very microy way? Like, obviously, no. I feel like the the manager would say, "Hey, we this player we want this player, and within like you know reasonable financial balance, let's go for this player." Like they would put that input in, but the actual yeah, nuts normally, and bolts. Yeah. It's yeah, it's up to like the. What is it? The president of football operations? I don't, I don't know what you call it in, in, head, in head of football. Depends on yeah. which t- every team has different systems, right? Right. There, there. But there'll be someone who's like much more in line with like actual operations and the money who could who mm-hmm. execute yeah. the move. But 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 I'm just saying, yeah. But I I think like probably the European managers have a little bit more power. But I don't think there's like a, like a clear difference there. Like obviously, like you have to consult the coach and the players and it, when you're bringing it and someone on. Yes, and they have a say in like who they want to play with and how they would fit in. Like you must control yeah. the coach in that case. So I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like um, I think my I think the overall take is like I'm sort of the solution to these kind of stunts. Like, like so, Ten Hag is going to make the guys listen to uh, wa- basically he's watching making them watch the highlight reel of those seven in the locker room after it to make them feel bad and play better for the rest of the season, right? And like, yeah, I don't know. It makes, I don't know, it makes me. It makes my eyes roll, but then again, I'm like kind of like a cynical, I mean, cynical edge lord. So the the, the I, article I, you leaked right has the uh, has the game where we lost four yeah. 0 to Brentford, and at that time, Ten Hag was getting slammed. Right, like they were like, "This is the, the huh. you know." That, that was also the time that Ronaldo was still around, you know, and there was the Ronaldo, <clears throat> um, what do you call it? The, the Ronaldo like whole storyline yep. there. I could play Ronaldo, why aren't you playing Ronaldo, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um but yeah, it was it was he 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 did the uh he made them run the difference in how much they ran versus the other team. Made every player run that run that distance. I don't know. It, it seemed to work then. Like they've had a pretty good season, you know, they're doing well in Europa. They just right after that game they did win four one against uh Sociedad, Real Sociedad, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so you know they've bounced back. They're playing tonight. We'll see how they go. I guess never having worked in such an environment, I I can't really like gauge myself how that would work. Because like in a if you work in like a regular office, right? Like in any white collar or whatever, like not even white collar, like any regular ass job, and your boss came in and tried to do these like militaristic techniques to motivate you, you'd roll your eyes, right? In most workplaces, yes, right? it 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 wouldn't do anything in like a regular workplace, and it just mm-hmm. like it just. So that's why like sports is always fascinating to me. It's like, is it because these kids are like, oh, okay, I shouldn't call them kids. Some of them are kids. Some of them are adults. Obviously, the age range in like the you know the locker room it varies a lot. But um, is it something about their personalities? Is it something about like the dynamics of the workplace that changes this? It just makes me like I can never understand when I read these articles about these coaches doing these like these honestly very juvenile stunts and thinking they're going to work. But I guess they're doing them because they do work, right? I don't, I don't know, but maybe the industry, yeah. or it could, or it could just be sports is this wrong? You know, sports has been proven wrong for a long time. Like you know, we've seen a lot of things in the last 20, 30 years where the way of doing things in sports has been proven to be like backward and uh, you know, kind of cavemanish, and there was really no reason they were doing them, just except for the fact that it was tradition. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's hard to know without like having direct input into it, but. I think Ten Hag is going. If, if I was like to rate Ten Hag right now, I'd rate him pretty highly. And I think after a year or two, I think you'll see that his structures work 
will work really well. The problem is, of course, the players that he's brought in, other than Martinez, like Casemiro is quite old, um, Varane's quite old. You know, these guys, realistically, I think we're two to three years out from another title charge, and these guys probably aren't going to be the main the main men for those title charges. So, so someone's going to replace them, and they'll like drop back into a like you know not father figure, but like you know overseeing role in the team where they play. You know, maybe. 30% of the season. Hmm. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how United go. I, I think that we are quite a ways off of City. And I I, I still think, I, I know, like people are going to be like Arsenal, Arsenal. Personally, I still think City are the best team in the comp. And it's just Arsenal are having like an amazing season. And so, we'll see. Do you, gotta, do you have to revise any of your old takes? I feel like you were like, again, like about, I feel like six months ago, you're like, burn it down, burn it down. I think oh, now it, it, Six months ago, I, I, I just want to state this for a fact. I just want to say, was I, wasn't I the person who said that United with Ronaldo wouldn't work? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like that wasn't like an uncommon take, though. I feel like people just, it was a nostalgia play, but I don't think anyone had like high realistic hopes for it. And and I just want to say for the fact that I, like United are doing okay, but like I said, I don't think they're doing that much more well than like other teams are doing poorly. All right, so so we could be back on the burn it down train in another uh, few months. I I think there's still massive changes that need to be done. I don't think players are worthy of playing for United that still are there. All right, so we basically you're looking at the season as, hey, it's going pretty well, and like you know, it's uh, it could be it could be fool's gold, could not be, but let's enjoy you know things going well while they are, and but still, there's probably underlying problems. Yeah, well, well the other big thing, the other big question mark right now is the fact that United are being sold. Oh, it's yeah, that's wait, wait, uh, not not just Liverpool, they're being sold too. Liverpool said Liverpool's owners said they are not selling the team; they are selling a minority stake in the team. Manchester United's owners are, are actively trying to sell the club. So depending on who that gets sold to, things change dramatically. All right. Uh, let, let, let's hope it's uh, let's hope it's the, it's the uh, bot the entity that gives adds the most moral conflict. It probably will be Qatar. <laughs> Qatar? Oh, I was gonna say maybe it would be the sovereign wealth fund of Saudi Arabia, but whatever. No, Saudi Arabia bought Newcastle. I doubt they're gonna let. Um, Saudi Arabia by two teams. Can you not? EPL. Can you not? Can you not do that? Is that is that actually an APL rule? So yeah, you can't be owned by the same same people. But the other thing is, this has happened in in football most recently with the two Red Bull teams, Red Bull Salzburg and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. What's the other team called? Uh, uh, Leipzig. Yeah, Leipzig. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, and what happened was, so in in German football, technically the club has to be owned fifty one percent by the members and 49% by another entity. Um, some, mm-hmm. some clubs can get around this if they've been like a longstanding part of the community. Yada, yada, yada. Red Bull got around this by giving membership to like 13 people. And only those 13 people just happened to all be, um, you know, like uh, employees of Red Bull. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's how they got around that for Leipzig and the Salzburg doesn't have that restriction. They just own the club. Um, and somehow, so normally they wouldn't be allowed to play in the, what do you call it? In the, Champions League or Europe League or any European, like otherwise they're in different leagues, but they weren't supposed to be allowed into it until they proved to, to a you know to UEFA that they were reasonably separate operations. And United mm-hmm. are probably going to have to do that because Qatar's 
uh, they are saying like it's a different guitar prints, but realistically, all this money comes from the government. Um, they're gonna uh, have to prove. Oh, it's it's money coming into the league. I I don't think there's gonna be much trouble proving anything. Come on. Well, well it's it's the league will accept it. It's whether uh, UEFA will accept PSG and United playing in the same competitions, and they will. It'll just take you yeah, know, rubbing yeah, the right yeah, hands. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You UEFA not gonna not gonna take money. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's gonna happen. I agree, but I'm just saying that's something to consider. But I think it would be a harder sell if it was in the same league. Alright. Okay. Well, in that case, um, well, I hope the season goes well for you guys. Okay. Uh, before before you move on to the next topic, so what what what's your chance of winning the EPL this year? Give me a percentage. Sure. Zero. The, is, Zero. Does, does Arsenal and City get hit by a meteorite tonight? Then a hundred, uh, not even a hundred, like seventy. Um, if not, then. <laughs> Uh, right. Like 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 I still think Arsenal are going to choke it. You can tell right. you can at Anthony right now and tell him Adam said Arsenal will choke artists and City are going to win the right. the league. But okay. but in general, but in general, in that case, uh, what's your letter grade of the season that they that they had this so far? I think uh, considering our issue with strikers, yeah. I think B plus. considering everything, yeah, huh? B plus? Hey, that's B, not bad. B plus. I think he he has made the this like I think C is like the passing grade, right? C would be if they played as good <laughs> as the squad is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they played a bit better than what I think the squad is. So I think B plus is is decent. Okay, sounds sounds good. Uh, there are players that need to be brought back in, most most notably uh, Sancho. Um, and if he can bring him back into the club and playing as good as he played for Dortmund, I think the club steps up another level. And then I think we, we're like a, a CM slash striker away from like challenging for the title. All right. In any case, let's go on to our... How uh, much time we have left? Let's, let's go to the next topic and see how the time works out. What do you want to do? Do you want to do, do ads advice or do you want to... Um, one of the other topics. The other to- the, well, the, the, one the Ghibli topic. one. I don't think there's much to talk about. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's, let's, let's go one. back to our our well of uh, ads does uh, device con. I like this better when it was uh when we just stole from a slate and read ads questions about from from uh what is it parents to teachers and teachers would talk about you know, how to teach oh, their yeah, students. Yeah. But th- I, this is gonna be this is gonna be a little bit different. But now that now that ads is back in the dating pool, I feel like he's also um yeah. he has. He has some uh, experience to talk about this from. All right, so yeah, I'm dating wanna... murderer too. Just... <laughs> All right, do you want do you want to read this letter? Okay, you, you just read this letter and give read me the whole response. letter. Okay. Oh my god, it's short. It's 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 really okay, I can't short. read it. I can't read it. It's the New York Times. Oh, is it's it? Oh, it's okay. Fine, I'll read. Okay, fine. All right, so this is to the New York Times magazine. They have a um, advice column called the Ethicist, which is specifically for like ethically challenging questions. You know, it's not always dating advice. It's not always, you know, this kind of advice. It's just like things that involve like moral dilemmas. Okay, so here. Uh, Dear New York Times, I have a childhood friend who recently moved into my home. Everything has been going well, except she is dating an inmate who was convicted of murdering one of his family members. This inmate is someone, somebody we knew when we were younger. Our friend group was very affected by the murder. I have my own personal trauma with the inmate, and I know my roommate does as well. He's really not a great guy, but my roommate is convinced the inmate has changed. She tells me details about their relationship as friends do. It's clear to me he hasn't changed much. I avoid talking about him as much as, as possible and change the subject if he's brought up. 
although he still has 11 years left on his sentence, he is trying to appeal for a lesser term. I am hopeful for their relationship. Okay, I'm hopeful the relationship will end before he is released. Otherwise, I fear for safety. I can see the red flags every day. What do I do to help? My family tells me that if I try to talk to her about it, I will just push her away. But I'm having a hard time just standing by. Uh, from name withheld. So one, what the fuck? Two, what do you think? Um, I think it's. <laughs> I don't <laughs> say like am I supposed to be defending this? I mean, to to defend this, right? Uh, first off, at the very least, this is a person they knew a while. Like it, it isn't like a person she found like. You know, there are these like you know serial killers. Inmate dating, they, yeah, yeah, yeah inmate dating, dating, right? That, that happens by mail, right? yeah, 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 by mail. Like, at the very least, like this is someone they knew for a long. It's unclear whether like they drifted wait, apart. Wait, wait, wait. Does that make it better or make it worse that they knew? Yeah, them it, it does. They were murder? It, it it does. You know why? It makes it better. Okay. Because at least at that point, you can say that you knew this person before they turned into a murderer, and you think that As they can pro- like return. Oh. That makes sense because, like, these other people who date uh, murderers in prison, like, they only they knew them as a murderer first. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's like, the only I, reference point they have of them, and that's why they got it. And that may or may not be why they're attracted. I don't know. There's the pathology. Okay, I don't want to call it pathology because that that suggests some negative things. But yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah. So so that, so that that's a benefit. That's a plus. I just want to say that. Um, and I think it's 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 a. It's in human nature to want to see the best out of people that you've known for a very long time, right? Like, mm-hmm. realistically, like, if I found out a friend was a murderer, at first, you wouldn't want to believe that, right? And then maybe yeah. you, you convince yourself otherwise, but even then, um, like, you'd still want to believe that that's like just a, that was just like a small mistake that they did. And this happens with not just murder, it happens with like a bunch of um, murders, well, well, yeah, one they- of the worst ones. Well, 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 yeah, like, like if, if your friend kills someone in a drunk driving accident, uh, the world will scorn them and hate them, but you will always have a, have a soft spot because they're your friend, right? Or your yeah. relative, right? Yeah. Like if, if, if your mother kills someone in a drunk driving accident, like you'd find a way to forgive your mother, even though the world probably wouldn't. Yep. Uh, uh, and then, like, I don't know. I, I, I get this person's situation, like, as, as our friend. And I if, I, if I knew a friend of mine was dating a, a convicted murderer, and like it depends on the situation, right? Like, say this person killed their mother after you know, you know, years and years of abuse. Like, I I don't know what this person's situation is, right? Uh, if that if that was the case, I could be more forgiving. Would I pro- right. date well, that person? Probably not. But um, like I I could agree with a friend, depending on how close we are. Dating with that person. I, I feel like this is like a good, like, uh, may, may not live with sense, but good, like, uh, indication of, like, how much people hate to interfere in their friends, like, love lives. Like, because everyone's, like, you know, like, their friends dated someone that, you know, they think that this person's, like, I don't know, kind of weird, kind of sus. It, it, but, uh, you know, there's a, spec- there's a range of responses. It can be from, like, this guy's, like, kind of not. Sorry, that this guy or girl is kind of not cool. To this guy or a girl is like super toxic. Whatever, whatever the rate, the severity of the uh, personality flaw is, people just never fucking talk about it, right? Mm, I've told my friends really? when I thought their their boyfriend or girlfriend were fuck with. Oh, you have. Oh, you have. Okay, so so. Why well, so a bad friend? I, I, well, I, I, 
I've straight up told friends like, yeah, you're in a relationship with this person, but if they're with you, we can't hang out. Like, I just oh, can't yeah. be around that person. Oh, yeah, if you're dating a uh, fucking idiot, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. But but yeah. I agree in that most parts people will wait, give wait, like, wait, that wait, feedback, wait, but wait, very wait. lightly and like you know. Pass wait, can we can we go can, can we go can we go back to that? But that's like the most like um that's a that's the most confidently I've heard say Keith he would be confrontational about anything because it's like, not he's... being confrontational. It's just, it's like protecting people. It's inherently confrontational though, like because because you you know that like people are going to take it confrontationally when when you say it, even if your intent is good. Nah, they're they're a bad friend then. They should recognize where I'm coming from. Right, maybe and be like, I understand that you think this person is a fucking idiot, and also I know that it's true, but at the same time, I'm not gonna break up with them because I they also already knew that they were an idiot. Maybe I'm an enabler. I I, I talked to their person again. My mistake. This is this is going badly. I, I should probably stop before I turn Hulk Hogan. So you just have to trust your friend's judgment, and then your friends have to trust your judgment. I, I would then, say that my friends have never listened to my advice. And yeah, your I have, friends are idiots. They are. They are idiots. They are morons. But I, I would like to say that I have yet to say I told you so, except when we were under the influence of drugs, which doesn't count. So it's so after the fact is never I told you so. It's just you do your best. When you can, ne- ne- never rub it in. Yeah. All right. So wait. So let's go back to this. Uh, this uh, um, uh, dating and murderer check again. Uh. Well, you know. Okay. So so so, so sorry sorry. So, so so in this case, what would your advice be? I guess. Well, what is your advice? To who? The friend or the person dating the murderer? No, so the friend, the friend is like the friend okay. is saying that hey, I I I want to intervene, but people around me say don't do it because it's gonna push her away, and so obviously so, I feel like so, so to be clear, this person, <laughs> the person she's dating, is still an inmate, right? So an inmate, yeah. Apparently they're like uh they're the correspondence via letter, yada yada. Because it's okay, okay. Prison, well then yeah. who cares? You you don't have to deal with this dude. Just it, uh, what, no, no, was, no, but. The the letter also says that like he's trying to appeal for a lesser lesser term, so there's like a non-zero chance that. So right now, although he's still with eleven years, push, push, kick the can down the road. Kick the, kick. <laughs> the can down the road. If 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 you don't want to deal with the talk, then just say like, oh, I, uh, I'm not comfortable with talking about this. Just say that at the very least, and then kick the can down the road. If if you don't want to rock the boat, if you want to rock the boat, be like, this guy's a fuckwit, uh, and you should reevaluate how you choose relationships. Yeah, and n- not not just because he's a murderer, but just because he's a. Uh... You bring... would would you bring up the fact that he murdered someone, or do you bring up the fact that hey, this guy like again, the letter says that like he was he was sort of kind of an asshole before he was a murderer, or or, or it implies that I guess. So, uh, what, so would you, you say that like with confusion? What do you mean? Like you, you said it like it like sort of implies that he was an asshole before. Like, bro, he's a murderer. Of course, he was an asshole before. No, 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 no I'm, I'm every sorry. murderer is an I'm, asshole before. I'm just saying. No, 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 I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm saying the letter. The letter implies that even before he was a murderer, it, the letter sort of implies that this guy like causes a lot of trouble. He causes some trauma. Yeah, he's a murderer. I, of I feel like course, this is where... he was an asshole before. 
No, you no, don't no, need no. to imply that. Just assume it. This is just a semantic, uh, not semantic, but whatever. This is just like a, like a nitpicking. But I agree with ads here. If you can murder someone without being an asshole. Like it, it can happen. No, you can't. Is it, are you saying that somebody can't kill like their abusive parent after like you know a decade of abuse and trauma? That could happen. Uh, yeah. yes, because if you're not an asshole or a troublemaker, you would not murder them. You uh, would just I leave. I don't think it's it's this tautologically works that way. Nah, I I agree. I, I think yeah. it can happen. I and I, I, and I like, would say basically you for the most what part, you think is part. that anybody is capable of murder, and I disagree. Uh, yeah, I it, I actually kind of too, which is scary. In, but in, I in, in the right situation, yes, I think anybody's capable of murder. I uh, think anybody I, isn't cap- is capable of manslaughter. I don't think everybody's capable of murder. Okay, uh, so manslaughter and murder, I'm putting them in the same. Same, no, 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 um, no, Matt. No, no, no. Keith is saying that like, anyone can like can like uh, can like drink, drive as a moron and kill someone, and that's. But he's is, not. He's saying that like. Is, but, but Keith, is, what, what, is, Keith is, is, what Keith is saying is that uh, like she's not everyone could like kill in a crime alive. of passion. What happened? Okay. <laughs> All right. This is this is the one. I, this is the one I read about a couple of years ago. Um, do you guys know Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Blanchard. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. No, no, what what happened? Her her mom like lied to people for like decades and told people she mm-hmm. was disabled and like kept oh, her in yeah, a wheelchair yeah. and said she didn't talk. Wait, tell and, me about uh, it. I don't know about it. Yeah, so so her mom like was you know abused her like kept her she she kept lying telling the people that she had leukemia, muscle dystrophy, she had like mm-hmm. brain damage. She she was like a child, like, she had the mental age of a child. Wait, um, about the child? Uh, wait, wait, the mother about said the child. about her. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and she told people that so often that the child even like believed that she was, mm-hmm. um, she she was yeah, like, like mentally. Yeah, this is like Sixth Sense, uh, Sixth Sense kid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, and eventually she killed her mum. Yeah, there's the, a Hulu series about it called The Act. I read the article about it. I but yeah, I've never watched the series. All right. Yeah, and her boyfriend. Yeah, her boyfriend helped her. Uh, yeah, is, but, is she in but, jail? But, yeah, she's in jail, I think. Or maybe she's out now. All right. <laughs> Ten years in prison. She's eligible for parole this year. Yeah. Oh, her, she's, she's, um, she's going to have another Hulu show. Good for her. She, she, she was... <laughs> she, she was... She pleaded guilty for second-degree murder. Um, Go John, who was her boyfriend, got first-degree murder and armed criminal action. He's life imprisonment. Oh, he's, 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 a, he, oh, he's the one who planned it then. Okay, I see. Yeah, he, he planned it. Yeah, he planned it. He he brought her along. He's like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna murder your mom?" She's like, "I don't know, but like, if you really wanna." Yeah. Um, like a normal just... person in that situation would just be like, "I'm gonna no. get you away from your mom." Right, right, yes. Right. They wouldn't be like, "I'm going yeah. to murder your mom." But that guy, I agree, is not a normal person. Yeah. I was gonna say so, like it's just suggesting. I feel like um, this is like the, when I read the, the article for that, that, that seemed like such an insane story. When I read that, it was actually a really good article. I want to find it again. Maybe I should link. I it think that. Okay, yeah, sure, but but like ads and Kate, I feel like this is the ethical difference. Like so, like um, when people say like there's murder, it's murder is a crime of passion, right? That 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 happens occasionally, and uh... okay. So so wax wax. Let me ask you. Okay, you find mm-hmm. your wife fucking your best friend. Do you right. kill them? Passion. And this, do you think? Do you think most people would kill them? So I say if most you're from people Texas, wouldn't. Maybe. 
Okay, I'm, if you're I'm saying, from Texas, probably. I'm saying most people wouldn't, but I, but, I, but I'm but I feel like uh, most people would not. Most people would not. Okay. Would in that situation, I would agree. But here's the thing: but I think, when I'm saying but, that but most people are capable of murder, are capable. I don't yeah. mean. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I don't no, mean I, that everybody would kill somebody in that situation. Yeah. I I mean that there are there is a situation for every person where they would murder somebody, and you know whether it's manslaughter or whatever you know whatever legal determination you want to give. I think that's that's mm-hmm. a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's there's I could probably agree that there is a, a situation for everybody in which they could kill somebody. Yeah. But I feel like for a lot of people it's like very self-defense. Or like yeah. life or death. Yeah, I would say so too. I, I mean, I mean, those situations where a kid kills their abusive father or mother or any like guardian, um, after like years of abuse, it tends to be in a situation where the kid almost feels like it is self defense. Whether it's like the parents about to like hit them so hard and they they just like you know stab them with a knife, like that happens quite often. Yeah, I I miss the story. What did the, who did this person kill? Her mum. No, no, no. The 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 person the, oh, the, oh, the letter, oh, it, 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 I didn't I'm it just say it said a family member say. right well it said it was a family it, member so I don't know what the no, situation no, no. was oh, yeah yeah family member yeah she's dating a mate who is convicted of murdering one of his family members yeah mm, I don't know that's a big red flag I feel like I, 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 I agree <laughs> I don't think any of us were like that's not a red flag. no but wax is like but I think that's why not like, wanting to say to something place. I think that's why ads went to the place of like, hey, you know, you don't know what's happening in that family, and that's why ads naturally yeah. went to the place of like, hey, ads as as a uh, as a very um very empathetic teacher and uh, what, what what do you call it? Uh, te- yeah. nurture? Uh, no, not yeah. that's a weird. Word, and, but... and the other thing is like there, there there was a murder in Australia where this the child like he's a child, but he's like twenty six years old now, right? Like he's been like schizophrenic bipolar, right? And eventually, like he kills his mother, and uh, I feel like. Like okay, I wouldn't tell my friend, "Hey, you should date this person." On on the other hand, like I would say, like if they got you know mental health care and they like were a lot better, and I I, I wouldn't put the murder on them so much in that situation. Right. Some people deserve to die. I, I would say so too. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with this though. I, 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 I don't I, know. I just felt like that was that needed to be said. In okay, that, I agree. At that time. I don't know. You know I don't think I'm, all I'm, murder I'm, is murder. Yeah, I, that, well, that, the, the the law would agree with that in that situation as well, right? That's eh. why there's like so many. Just... Yeah, I'm 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 actually going to disagree with you guys there because I, I I feel like I, sort of. Like, I honestly the, the, can't the... believe this girl got ten years in prison though. That's insane. Ten, eleven. Yeah, Ooh. she should have oh. gotten let off because she was disabled. What did she do? What, what was her part in the murder? Like, how how was the murder so, carried out? What was her part in it? Okay, so, so basically, what happened was her her mum didn't yeah. let her talk to boys, didn't let her talk to anybody, um, and she she like was online or something. She like met this guy online, um, okay. and yeah, they were like she he was. I think the really the one that pushed it. Maybe she he, the way yeah, he was said was like that's he was that's why he got first degree. She got second degree premeditated. Yeah, but second degree was insane. I think for her in that situation. Well, anyway, so explain it to um, me. So they, her mother were away at a doctor appointment, 
Aditi had gone complete. He went to the blank art house. Gypsy let him into the home and allegedly gave him duct tape, uh, gloves, and a knife with the understanding that he would use it to murder Didi. Gypsy hid in the bathroom mm. and covered her ears so she would not have to hear her mother screaming. Gojon then stabbed Didi 17 times in her back while she was asleep. Afterwards, the two had sex in Gypsy's room and took $4,000 in cash that Didi had been keeping in the house, mostly from her ex-husband's child support checks. They flew right, to a right, motel, right. stayed for a few days, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's okay. Damn, that's 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 fucked up. But I can see how she got second in that case. You know what? They I'm could not a lawyer. Have just done all of that and not the murder. <laughs> yeah, they could have just stolen the money and ran. I mean, I, that guy was insane. Yeah, yeah, that guy was clearly insane. Yeah, so like, you, you, premeditated. Oh, yeah. Premeditated. At, at at the time, people thought that like Didi had been like killed as well or kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the the girl, the, the daughter had been kidnapped. I'm just saying, premeditated murder is like fucked up, man. Like, if you look at like to get to get first, you you, you gotta be kind of you gotta kind of be like evil, man. <laughs> to get first degree murder, you gotta be like pretty evil. Yeah, in, I agree. Yeah, like, just it's like planning it out and like, hey, yo, I'm gonna kill this person. Gonna make a plan. Gonna think about it for a long time. Multiple attempts. Yeah, chances to I, go fa- back. I found the article. It was on BuzzFeed. Yeah. Nice. What are we talking about? Is or, this the or, one? We're talking about. We're talking about terms of ethics. I don't know. Oh no! Oh yeah! I, I was gonna push back on, on you guys saying that like uh, some people deserve to die, and I was gonna say that like uh, the the foundation of our civil society sort of rests on on the idea that we don't believe that. So I I feel like it's it's not uh, not, not a good stance to have. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, in any case, all right. Do you want to do songs? I think I think we're running out of time. Yeah, that's his long story. No, but yeah. seriously, you wouldn't say anything? Huh? Wax, say, what do you mean, say anything? You, if your friend was dating a murderer? Oh, uh, man. Oh, you asked me what, what, what my advice would be. I, I would tell, sorry, I didn't say as well. I would tell my friend to go get therapy and offer to pay for at least like the first 10 of 10. What, first one? I don't got money. Yeah, I was about to say, really? You're going to pay for 10 sessions? Yeah, well, in Australia, it'll be free. Okay, so I would say if, if I was in a situation where I was like writing a fucking letter to the New York Times, I would say something. Like If it had gotten so bad where I feel like I need to ask for advice for the Times, I would probably say something. What, so, what yes. was the advice, Works? What was the advice? Oh, shit. Let me read that. Okay. Teal the other. We never got to the... I, I, I didn't read it. I got I to read it for you. At least read it. Okay. Our relationship takes place while one party is in prison doesn't tell you much very much about what things will be like once that partner has been released. Physical violence can occur when two people are meeting only under supervision and the incarcerated partner has a strong incentive to behave well in order to maintain a relationship that may or may not be one of the few positive elements in his life. Nor can I judge whether this man would pose a danger to you, to your friend once he has been released. You haven't said anything about what you think the red flags are beyond your opinion, not shared by your roommate, who surely knows him better than you, that he's not much changed. Still, to go by available research, men are much less likely to commit violent crimes in middle age than in their youth. In fact, a study of recidivism rates for people paroled from licenses in California between 1995 and 2011 found that only 0.6% of parolees were later convicted of felonies, none of them for murder. Absent specific information, then I would say that the risk here may be less substantial than you fear, and this inmate won't be released early if a parole board thinks he poses a significant threat. A separate issue is how you and your friends would feel if your roommate asked you to accept the presence of someone who caused all of you enormous distress, even if it was many years ago. It would take a special effort on your part to reconcile with him, and it would be a lot for your roommate to ask. And yet, forgiveness, even if partial and provisional, is a worthwhile aim. 
Convey your concerns in a supportive way, but try to be as open as well to her views. A world without second chances is a dismal one for offenders who have served the sentences. The best outcome for formerly for the formerly incarcerated is to be reintegrated as law-abiding citizens and having a loving partner makes this more likely. Whether maintaining the relationship is what's best for her is ultimately something she'll have to decide for herself. Wow, very uh, it's a very good response. I, I feel like yeah. it's a very straddling str- 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 the lines. Yeah. The, the whole like the whole like uh you know like people who break the law need to be like give, giving forgiveness. I don't think you have to give forgiveness. <laughs> what? Oh my god, that's 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 like a very uh. But, but hold up, uh, hold up. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna state this. I don't think. I, hold up. Uh, let me, let me finish. I don't think the baseline should be forgiveness. You should work for forgiveness. What, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, like the, 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 the entire point is that, like, like, uh, okay, sorry, go on. Let me hear what you had to say first. When, when I say this, I don't mean like, hang on, like people who like go to jail can't find jobs. No, I think they should be able to find jobs. I think all basic life necessities, I would treat them fairly. Okay, but beyond yeah. that, I would not. Like, I wouldn't like let's say this. I, like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like accept a friend dating a murderer. Okay. Um, but like, would I accept a friend hiring a murderer for like a job? Yeah. Okay. I I think like the the baseline for forgiveness is just treating them as a person in like basic life necessities. But I I would need to see something personally, see something, um, to believe and like go beyond that. Hmm. All right. I, I think there's a difference well, I, between. Like dating relationship with like a murderer, especially like like let let let's let's change this up. Right? The, imagine this guy like raped and killed a person, right? Or just rape a okay. person. I wouldn't want a friend right. dating somebody like that. That 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 does that does change the rubric a lot. But then, like, I don't know who again. this person killed, right? Like if this kill, person killed his mother, mm. I view rape as worse than murder. So I did too. Well, so well, so do a lot of people. So like I, that's not yeah. That's why I said it changes the, uh, the 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 dynamic quite a bit, especially this, as a. This, that's the, that's why I mean like a person's like whole oh you know like this person did their dues like like in murder is there a dues like in in a first degree murder uh, played like this this dude the the good dude who murdered her mum like in the gypsy thing um, mm-hmm. after twenty five years he's let out do I think he's changed probably not. I mean, he's probably worse. Probably worse. I don't know why. Why would? Why, why do you guys like? I feel like that's the the funny thing is that like this uh, New York Times like uh, responder said, "Hey, by the way, like most people who get out of prison, like you know, they don't like the the recurrence, the recidivism, the recidivism rate is very low." And your takeaway is like, "Hey, this guy's probably worse." Like, is that is that your reflection on? criminals or your reflection on the american justice system the, like, yes what? it's my reflection on the, the prison system okay the chance that's this is your cynical take that if you've been to american prison for 10 years you're coming out like a worse person probably the idea that anybody would go to an american prison and come out better than they went in is <laughs> insane very very low chance though, though although not impossible is what you're saying i uh, basically sure. impossible for 10 years? Yeah, impossible. For a year, uh, maybe. You would have to, like, you could be one of those people, right, that, like, you did something minor and you went in and, or you did something, like, like not necessarily murder, right? 
and you went in and you like got a like a law degree and you were like a lawyer for or whatever like in those cases like sure i feel like like, if you just were in prison and like all you did was just be in prison like that was your life was just being in prison hey 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 hey, hey. a lot of people Mm -hmm. get jacked in prison i think that's an improvement (laughs) okay I, I feel like this this just sort of shows the necessity for this generation's Shawshank Redemption because clearly that effect has worn off on, on everyone. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption, so I think I've watched oh. it. Uh, I don't remember really. It, it, it basically says like, well, I mean, the message kind of there's a lot of messages, but one of the messages is that like uh, jail is bullshit and uh, the people who go in there are good people, which is like I don't know if you want to believe it, you want to believe it, but well, not not that they're good people, but like you know there is a uh, they're not evil people. That that's sort of the message, right? Yeah. Yeah. Prison right, staff are way more evil than prisoners. Right. That's that's Hell part yeah. of the that's part of the Shawshank Redemption message. I I know a dude who worked in a prison system and he used to always complain about it and like his whole job. But I'm telling you, this motherfucker was insane. Like clinically, like I I would be scared <laughs> to be left in a room with this guy. Is a sadist? Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's sadistic tendencies. Yes. Um, anyways. Yeah, I, I guess I guess you know. I mean, that that's how it is with like people who want to be in positions of power, right? How can you yeah. get in a position of power with the least effort possible? And those people are guard. I don't know. Kind, kind yeah. of weird. Uh, um. Anyways, sounds of the week. Uh, yeah. Let's go. All right. Easy, wax, easy. Uh, wait. All before right. that, wax. You listen to Slow Ties new album, right? I listened to like a, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to a few songs. Uh. I want to say that, like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass you, but I feel like the one song he made, which is supposed to be like the uh, the hip track, what, what's the, the sort of like um, melodic dance track he made? Uh, Suna. So, whatever. There, there was like a couple of that were like more like you know mainstream hits, and there were a couple of that were like very arts artsy bits. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Suna was yeah. the one I'm pretty sure you're talking about. I didn't really like that so, one. It's okay. It was just fine. That one was okay. I'm just gonna reveal my my basic taste. The stuff that was main that was made to be mainstream sounded good. The stuff that was made to be artsy, I I didn't particularly get it. But again. listen to Tourniquets. Listen to Tourniquets while I talk about this album right now. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Tourniquet. Sorry, Tourniquet. All right. All right. Um, because I I think that's the one. I don't know if you ever got to that one. It's like the mm-hmm. second last album. Second last song on the album. Anyways, let me talk about yeah, this album, right? So Slow Tie's new album, Ugly. I think Slow Tie is like, in my opinion... Who, who um, is Slow Tie? Could, could you like could introduce him to people? Slow Tie is a British rapper slash artist. Um, he's most famous for making the album Nothing Great About Britain, which came out at like the great, like a perfect timing, you know, with the whole Brexit thing. Um, and he like catapulted to fame. He's had many controversies, uh, specifically... Um, I, I, I would like put him as close to like the British Kanye, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But he's somebody who's, you know, has shown remorse, unlike Kanye. Um, <clears throat> I mean, actually, you know, Kanye, some, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, he's, <laughs> anyway. that's the, let's just forget about Kanye. Um, he, you know, he had a really bad life, uh, early life. Um, he talks a lot about it in, uh, in my opinion, other than, um, other than Lil Sims, uh, I think he's the best British rapper. Um, I'll put Lil Sims probably first, and I'll put him second. I think he just captures, uh, you know, punk rap. He's like one of the best punk rap punk rappers. 
uh i think punk rap is very easy to slip into and be cringe as fuck same as punk a lot of punk mm-hmm. is cringe um but i think he does it very well mm-hmm. um and yeah this this album so nothing great about britain was pretty much in a complete hip-hop album tyrone was like kind of like mixed and like more personal it's like named after his like real name and then this one is probably like the most sad album um but no i like sad boy hours uh, I, I love the album it was great um and yeah it has had good reviews by a lot of media um you know pitchfork labeled it uh 5.5 and just you know absolutely tore the album to shreds i don't know what the fuck pitchfork are doing so that's that's my take on it please listen to the album i think it's a really good album so far i mean i have to check which albums came out this year but it's one of my favorites sos came out this year i also talk about caliuchi's new album which is getting a lot of praise i don't really like it that much but i'll talk about that next week because i haven't listened to it enough uh yeah you know what album called album's ugly yeah i i I was trying to say like maybe um my theory was i just don't like his voice that much in terms despite the context and i I think that sort of matters for rap it's like sort of like uh example like i i like pusha t's voice much than kendrick yeah people people hate kendrick's voice a lot that that, that's the thing like people tell me his yeah, people can tell me his Ken- albums are great. His lyrics are the most amazing artistic things ever. But like, ultimately, if I want to listen to it or not, I'd, I'd rather listen to like Pusha T than Kendrick. To, to, because... to be fair, to be fair, Kendrick's the the voice that most people have hate on Kendrick the most about. He uses sparingly, like it's only a couple of songs. But I, I get that his normal voice isn't as good as Pusha T's voice. But it comes to, yeah. down to taste, right? Like whether you like like you know New York City style deep voices versus yeah. yeah. It's it's like Wax, why Rick yeah. Ross can be like popular even though I don't know like it's not like the greatest all around but he's got a good voice you know what I mean? You, you mentioned like not liking Nas's future albums because his voice changed. Was that you? Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Anyways, the, yeah, the, so... sorry. The song the song that I'm gonna recommend from that I have a few songs. Um, probably the one I like the most was probably the first song, which is Yum. That's a really good song. Uh, oh, but did you listen to Tourniquet? I listened to while you were talking to me. And I can see like why like you like it, it reminds me. Like it, it, I can hear the lyrics specifically while you were talking about it, but it reminded me of like Runaway, which was which I was listening to on repeat this weekend. But uh, it reminded me a bit of like Runaway. You know how you know how hold on hold on hold on hold on. I'm gonna pull up pull up Pitchfork. I'm gonna pull them up. Uh, you know what they said about this track? Oh my god! It, honestly, I want to I want to give props to the writer. I, wanna, it, I I disagree with the writing. I disagree with mm-hmm. the the article with what they said, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that what they said about this was just it was it was movie magic. Here we go. Uh, the the song Tourniquet answers a question no one asked: What would a Radiohead ballad sound like with hardcore vocals? That's what they wrote about that. Mm. They also hated on Fuck It, Pop It, which I like, but I get why, like, I get the comparisons they made. I agree with the comparisons. Uh, what else did they write? They wrote something else. There's another one that was really good. Uh, Falling aims for pixies, but is sorely missing Black Francis' impassioned mania. Uh, I don't know, man. Anyways, it, it was a well-written article. I'll give that to Mehan Jayasuriya. I, I can't pronounce your name, sorry. Um, but I, it was a well-written article. I disagree with everything you said, except for maybe on Fuck It, Pop It. Hey. Uh, props, uh, props on writing words. Props for writing uh, words. Agree. You know, uh, hey. Props for hold up, hold up. Wait, wait. I, I'm not. I'm not done. Props for writing words. I hope your job gets taken by um, AI bots. Oh my That's god. It. I was. I was gonna say you. You, you could have just said agree to disagree. Reasonable minds could disagree. Any of those cliches. 
I like, I'll, I'll say to this person, I like your writing. Thank you for adding to the AI bots um, memory so that it may write pitchforks. Oh, you know what? Fuck. For some reason, uh, the AI bot, you know, what, what's it called? What's it, what's it called? Chat, chat, chat bot? Chat GPT. It won't yeah. accept my Japanese number. I can't use it. I haven't been able to use it yet. Japanese number. Oh, okay. That sucks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask... Your, use your old Google account from uh, Australia or whatever the crap. But it's, it was, they still like wants to send the number. Thought you were on a VPN or some shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask my mom to use her phone number. See if it works. All right. Alright, in any Anyways. case, uh, alright, so, um, we didn't say the Oscars, but, what's Yum, alright, what is your song, yeah, oh, you didn't write it Young by Slow Tie, Young by Slow Tie, sorry, I didn't write it in, yeah. did I? Alright, that's the song that I was gonna say that, like, I sort of got, like, hey, this is supposed to be artistic and personal and meaningful, but, like, I, I man, I don't listen to, like, hip-hop for, like, that kind of shit, usually, usually, mm-hmm. unless it's Kanye West, who's, who's now disgraced, so now I can't listen to that anymore, so, okay, uh, uh, I'm gonna go with the Oscar theme thing. I was just gonna, I'm just gonna go with Lady Gaga's uh, her classic arena rock ballad, not classic, but I guess her new arena rock ballad, "Hold My Hand" from Top Gun Maverick. Which uh, I don't know, it, it it it's it's so corny and cheesy, but it appeals to me because like that's the sort of music I grew up on when I was like a kid, and like the fact that someone can sort of like make a retro track like that again, and it still sounds like. It it can be as cheesy and corny as before, but it still sounds pretty nice. I don't know. I I, I appreciate it. I, I wish people would make more music like that. Yeah. What was the song? I missed the song. Make more power ballads. Oh, uh, hold my hand by Lady Gaga. It's just the most like mm. commercial power ballad track that someone's made in a long time, and it's just utterly. You came out for Top Gun, right? Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's catch. It it's a good commercial track, but I appreciate that people are doing that shit again. Mm-hmm. All right. my song oh my uh, gosh, read it. just because we we don't have any gch on this playlist and they were my favorite band in high school um is petrified life and the twice told joke parentheses decrepit bricks uh by gym class heroes off of their the first album i believe i think that i think it was our first album paper cut chronicles uh before that they had the um some LPs or EPs or something like that, but mixtapes or something. But this is their first like studio album, I think. Used to listen to this on repeat back in high school. I, I saw them in concert like two or three times in high school as well, back when I was a normal kid. Keith, what are you singing along to? What am I singing sorry, along to? Sorry, sorry, ads, sorry, ads, what are you singing along to? What are you singing along to? Class Heroes ones. Take a okay. look at my girlfriend. Da, da, da. She's the only one I got. Ba, da, 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 da. Never forget that chorus. It's a classic. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Keith, uh, sorry, Az, what, what are you going off to do now? Uh, I'm going to go have lunch. I'm going to go pick mm-hmm. up a piano. Uh, a piano? Oh, for who? From a friend. Oh, not really a friend. A co-worker that's leaving the city and like wants to get rid of stuff. Why not? And you you just want to have a piano in your house now? Uh, well, it's for my girlfriend, but yeah, I, yeah. I have a I have right. a MIDI key I have a MIDI keyboard, tiny MIDI keyboard. I use that not for bands. All right. Well, let's let's uh, see when the ads band start. 
Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, all right, let's close it out. Uh, thank you for listening. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can go to www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com, slash the jujus. Uh, but even if you just listen to us and support us in that manner and make us feel like not cr- clinically insane just talking to the ether, I'm fine with that. I talk to myself all the time. I'm pretty sure the teachers at my school think I'm insane because I do that sometimes. But that's okay. Um, uh, anyways, we'll catch you guys next week or not. Who knows? What's next week? Do I have anything on next week? I don't think I do, so I should be good. But maybe Wax or Keith have something. Uh, and we'll catch you again sometime in some place in some universe. In this one. We'll see. Who knows? Bye.